Usually I say, from uninterrupted, this is 17 weeks. But I mean, I would love for you to do the honors. From uninterrupted, this is 17 weeks. Hey! I'm your host, Nate Burleson. And it just so happens I'm in ATL this week at the same time as the newest member of the LA Rams, the best corner in the business, Jalen Ramsey. What's up, baby? Yes, sir. What's up? Appreciate y'all having me. Live and in action. So we're sitting down in the hotel room to do what we do best on this show. Give it to you all the way real, with no media filters. And it's not just Jalen. You know who else we rocking with. Out in NYC, we've got Le'Veon Bell. Lev's jumping to Sam Darnold's defense after Ghostgate took over sports media. Even when you are mic'd up, it's like when you're playing football, you forget. You don't really think about being mic'd up. So you're kind of just being yourself. Maybe after you say something, you'll be thinking like, oh, dang, I forgot I was mic'd up. With the Bills, it's Cole Beasley. Cole scored his first TD of the season as the Bills got to 5-1. and one, So you know he's feeling good. I was just glad to finally get in there. It's been a long time since I've reached the end zone. So I was happy to get my feet back in there a little bit. Around the league, we're also hitting the year of the backup. Plus, as always, I'll throw in a story or two for my playing days out in the field. This is 17 Weeks. Quick timeout. 17 Weeks is brought to you by Uninterrupted and SiriusXM. New episodes drop every Thursday, and you can listen to it on demand on SiriusXM and for free on Pandora app. 17 Weeks is also available on Apple Podcasts and other podcast platforms. But wherever you listen to it, though, be sure to subscribe. Give us a rating. Share the show on social media, too. All right, let's get to this week's episode. Jalen Ramsey, newest member of the Los Angeles Rams. We just happen to be in the same city at the same time. I'm out here shooting a documentary. You're out here as a pit stop before y'all head to London. Um, What is these last couple of weeks been like for you, bro? Last couple of weeks been crazy. They've been crazy, but they've been uh, exciting, man. They've been filled with joy, filled filled with excitement. It's a new change going on in my life right now. Of course, I'm now part of the L.A. Rams. Uh, no longer a part of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I gave uh, I gave uninterrupted in 17 weeks my uh, instant reaction uh, last Tuesday as soon as the trade happened, and a week removed. A little over a week removed from the trade, I'm still just as excited. That's what's up, bro. I, I must say, when we first did this podcast, this is me going off script. I remember listening to your audio, and it was after everything went down in the game, and you were kind of talking about what happened in the locker room and headed home, and you were kind of made your mind up. And my jaw dropped, and my eyes got open. And I, I looked at one of the producers, and I said, Yo, this is crazy access. Like, uninterrupted is built to give guys a platform. And I got to say thank you to Jalen because most people, you know how it is, they talk a big game, mm-hmm. but when a microphone's put in front of their face, they get quiet all of a sudden. Yeah, You've been as transparent and as open about everything that's going on in your life. Do you think because of that, people sometimes use your own words against you? Oh, for sure. They do. But uh, when you got a solid foundation, they can't they can't break they can't break you down. Mm. Uh, no matter how hard they try, no matter how they try to twist it up and and make you out to be somebody who you're not. Mm. Uh, you, I got a solid foundation, man. My my trust and all my faith is in the Lord, first of all. So nothing can break me down. That's what's up. Now, um, before we get to LA, to the Jags fans, let's just say, imagine a little kid with that Jalen Ramsey jersey. Yeah. 
and he's sitting there looking at it while it's in his closet <laughs> and that single teardrop what do you gotta say to that fan as a final goodbye man uh, I enjoyed my time That's I, I do wanna say that I enjoyed my time uh, and you gave everything that you yeah, got bro to, to, my, to my very last game that I suited up I gave it all I had Facts. the very last game I suited up in Jacksonville I led the team in tackles like that's never happened in my career. Never led the team in tackles any of my previous three seasons. Right. Besides my last game, I lead the team in tackles, force a fumble, mm. uh, and, and, and still and still went out to the media and still in my heart feel like I could have played way better. Mm. Like gave up a couple plays that I wish I could have back. So every time I touched that field, I gave it. I gave it my all. Every time I was out in the community, I gave it my all. All the. Uh, Thanksgiving gives backs, the back to school give backs, even the uh, birthday celebrations. Like every year for my birthday in Jacksonville, I didn't have a celebration. I threw a celebration for 20 lucky fans every wow. year. Like I was, I was really out there. I was, you know, doing things not only for the team but for the city and for the community too. So it's all love, and it's still all love there, man. I like we was just talking off, uh, off Mike. I still got a lot there right now. I'm figuring out what I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do? Am I gonna keep it? Am I gonna sell it? What am, right. what, what am I gonna do with it? Yeah. Mom, I did have plans of being there long term, but uh, life doesn't always go as you plan, right? right. Uh, so in, in my journey, uh, I have a new stop, and, and yeah. LA is my is the new city and the new team that I'm playing with, and uh, I'm I'm super excited. I'm happy for it. But to the fans in Jacksonville, some of them mad at me right now, of course. Right. Um, but it's all love for me, especially especially all the kids out there. Got my jersey, everybody who was rocking with the 20s heavy. It was a lot of 20s out there in the stands, Facts. week in and week out. Uh, so I, I truly respect that. I love that. Yeah. Ain't nothing but love and respect, man. It's like a relationship, bro. Eventually they'll get over it, man. Um, yeah. But it, it's, part of, it's part of your story. It's, it's like a superhero. Every superhero got an origin story. Jacksonville was yours. But moving it forward, though, now you're a Ram. Yeah. Um, I know what it's like to go to a different team. But I, I changed teams three times in free agency. Like, I had a choice to sign back or go get that bag. Mm -hmm. I always chose to get a bigger bag. When you got traded, what was that feeling like when you finally touched down in L.A.? One, it was a long day of travel. Uh, That's a long flight, fam. Yeah, and I, and I had a layover, so my first... Wait, 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 hold on. You had a layover? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, I had they just spring for the private jet? No, 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 no. I gotta that. talk to McVeigh, man. I, I ain't I ain't too high class like that. Look, I told him, I said, man, y'all can put me on I, when I was on the phone when I even told him, I said, look, man, y'all can put me on spirit tonight if y'all <laughs> Like I was I was ready to go. I was happy. I'm like, man, y'all can put me on spirit, frontier, what whatever it's it may like be. Southwest playing, Southwest Soul playing, it don't matter. I'm like, y'all just get me out there. Uh so they uh booked a flight for me real quick. Uh good little Delta flight, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm on there. I think it was Delta United, one of the two, whatever. Uh, I'm on the flight. My first flight gets delayed. Leaving Jacksonville gets delayed. Like we board on time and everything. We gotta sit. We gotta sit there for like an hour and a half. It gets delayed an hour and a half because there was some type of stoppage in Atlanta. Uh, so I end up missing my connecting flight. They had to rebook okay. me on another one. So I'm sitting in the Atlanta airport for two and a half hours. Like two and a half hours. I finally get out to. I was hoping to be there earlier. You know, possibly. Right meet a lot of the team, right. not be there as late doing media as I was when I got there. But uh, the whole time in my head, I'm thinking, man, I ain't going to let, you know, sometimes you can let little things like that affect you. Like, man, they, they right. ain't going high. As, 
the whole time, my mindset completely different. I'm like, man, I'm going to LA. Hey. I'm like, man, I ain't tripping. I'm like, however long I got to sit in this airport, as long as I get on that plane and I get to LA safe and sound, I don't care. Facts. So uh, it was a long day of travel, but my the mental where I was at mentally, I was so I was so happy, man. Yeah. I was filled with joy. Like it felt good, man, getting to LA and touchdown and. Boom, hit him up on my phone, like, hey, I just touched down, finna go to baggage claim. Met me a baggage claim. And ever since then, basically, it's been documented, everything that's been going on. What was that first conversation like with Sean McVay? Oh, it was cool. Walking in there, seeing Coach. And, of course, I've, you know, known who he is, just being a football fan outside of being a player. He's a cool cat, Cool man. cat. Cool, young, man. A young coach. Like, uh all about ball yeah and that's and that's kind of something that he told me from the jump right hey we're gonna let you be you but we all about ball yeah and hearing that from him was like yeah i like this dude i like this dude off the rip like i'm the same way just let me be me but hey when it's time to lock in when it's about ball i'm gonna be about ball that's i'm the same type of type of guy so uh i clicked with him real quick and uh I feel that that same culture with everybody around yeah. there. So I, I've been clicking and it's been cool. They've been welcoming, let me be myself, but we we've been getting after it too. That's what's up. Now speaking of that, like you know, you're not afraid to speak your mind. You know, when it comes to guys that talk, as far as a wide receiver's perspective, you know, we look around the league like, okay, I can't wait to face him. I remember when Richard Sherman was talking, just saying I'm the best in the business. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna shut down everybody I face. I was in Detroit at the time. I couldn't wait to face him. For sure. So when it comes to the receivers that you guys have, is there any of, any of them on the team that was like, bro, like I used to want to, I used to want to get busy, like you know what I'm saying? Like I used to want to face you, bro. Uh, like I wanted to. Did Cooks want to cook you? Did Cup want to get busy on you? Woods, even yeah. even Jared Goff. I mean, you just talk trash to Jared. Yeah, yeah, was yeah, it like yeah. one of the things where it's like, you know what? I used to want to score a touchdown on you, but now I'm glad you're on my squad. Yeah, it <laughs> was. It was. Everybody was. Uh, yeah, somewhat like that. The receivers, man, they they nice guys. Like gen- cool. genuinely cool, nice guys. So they was all welcoming, of course. Glad you're here. Uh, you know, we played them two years ago uh, when I was in Jacksonville. Robert Woods was on the team. Cooper Cup was on the team. And we reminisced about that game a little bit. And uh, then B. Cooks, we reminisced about the uh, AFC Championship game when we had played them a little That's bit. Right. But now they was like, man, we just glad to have you on the team. And it was kind of the same with Jared, too. Yeah. yeah. That's what's up. All right, now, um, as soon as you touched down, it was time to get to work. Mm-hmm. First game, you guys had the Atlanta Falcons. And it was no surprise that you were matched up with Julio. Yep. Um, one, you know, how tough is it to go up with a guy like that? Who is your toughest guard ever? And then third one, who would be the fantasy wide receiver, like a guy from the past or somebody that you haven't faced that you would have loved to win against? Um... Yeah, immediately. I remember when I got traded immediately. This is when I'm still in Jacksonville, not even in L.A. yet. I, I'm i looking up the schedule. I'm like, boom, they got Atlanta. <laughs> immediately, I'm like, Julio. <laughs> Julio, if, I, if, 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 I, if I'm able to play, no matter limited or what, right. they just traded two first-rounders and a fourth-rounder for me, they're going to expect me on big, – it's big on big. Big yeah. dog on big dog. They're going to expect me on Julio. Oh, that's what you call big dog on big dog? Big dog on big dog. I like that. So – my mind is already like, Julio, Julio, Julio. But at the same time, I'm like, man, I'm like, I gotta, I can't just be focused on him, 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 him. Like, normally I would if I completely got the playbook down. Right, and right, right. I'm 
know it like the back of my hand. I'm not worried about anything. I can truly hone in on my opponent, focus on him, study my opponent, you know, every single day of the week and get right. my game plan how I'm going to play my opponent. With this one, the preparation was a little bit different because I had to learn. I had to learn mm. the playbook a little bit. Um, of course, man is man. Yeah. Um, you know, certain things are very similar, but it is a new defense. And they're also... It's terminology. Terminology. Right? People, don't, people don't, they don't, terminology they don't think about that Yeah. Like, even when I write down in my notes, the way they say something, I write it down in my notes like, okay, boom, this was that in Jacksonville. Right. Just so I can learn it quicker. It's like learning a new language almost. Exactly. And uh, Eric Weddle, he helped a whole lot. Uh, so I'm talking to you on the sideline. Man, he helped a whole lot. That's I'm, OG right there. That's OG. You in good hands, whole, man. Yeah, real good hands. He helped a whole lot. Uh but I was just trying to, every day I was more so focusing on, all right, let me make sure I got all of this right. Make sure I got all of this right. Because at the same time, yeah, I could depend on him, but I ain't want to be like a burden on nobody. Everybody, I want everybody to play, play, be in your game. Play, right. play your game. Don't right. worry about me. Let me, I'm going to get right too. Right. Uh, so I put that responsibility on myself to learn as much as I could and then transition to, all right, let me look at a little bit of Julio. Gotcha. To try to figure out some tips and, gotcha. and, and this and that. I knew I was going to be playing limited. Um, during the game, just making sure, trying to make sure my body was good, trying to make sure I was pushing myself a little bit in right. practice. To, I, I had been off a, a few weeks, trying right. to make sure I was going to be physically ready too. So I had to be physically ready, mentally ready, just everything, right? Everything. Uh, and that's a lot when you about to go up against, you know, probably the best receiver. Some most would yeah. say the best receiver in the league. If not, they're going to put him in the top three, top five for sure. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's where I was at with that. Is Julio your toughest guard? Is was he since you've been in the league? Is nah, it, he was it been has it been Julio, A B, Odell? Like who's the toughest uh, matchup? Man, the the I know it's different depending because some guys it's are different. more speed, some guys yeah. are physical, some guys have better pure hands. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Some guys are sneaky with the bumping and the pushing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but who who would you say is your toughest? Like after playing Julio? Which I had been wanting for a while because I just never, I never had the opportunity to play him. I was gonna play him regardless this year anyway. Right. Jacksonville plays him at the end of the year, but it just so happened that boom, it happened real quick for me. So I got to play him, and um, he wasn't my toughest guard, but uh, I would like to play him again in the in the, in the future just because. Yeah. I played limited snaps, right? Right, right. He uh He got catch on you on that right sideline. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He um also heard he was dealing with something with his hip, hip yeah, player, maybe. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know if we were You want a both healthy, healthy yeah, matchup. Yeah, I want a healthy, healthy yeah. matchup. Both of us at our best. But uh after playing him and, and thinking about all the receivers I, I faced in my in my career in the NFL, I still got D Hop as number one, man. D Hop, man. D Hop is D Hop is tough. And his catch rate is crazy. Oh my goodness, D Hop is a tough, a Hands tough man. Double the size of the average to human. cover. It's, I still got yeah, I still got D Hop at number one. Uh, but Odell with a close second. Yeah. And then I'll probably go. Uh, Julio and AB were right there. Go back and forth. Yeah, Julio and AB were right there, and then. Uh, actually, this one may surprise a lot of people, and I, and just thinking of it right now, not really able to get everybody in my mind right now, but I'm my I haven't played him since, but my rookie year, Amari Cooper. Um, oh yeah. And he didn't have uh he may have had one catch on me that game, but it wasn't really about that. Like sometimes like you know people say stats don't lie, stats don't lie. Stats can definitely be deceiving sometimes. Thanks. Because as much as I can sit here and say 
he had one catch for four yards on me my rookie year. That was my rookie right, year. Right, right. If you actually watch the film, yeah. he was cooking me off yeah. the line, like cooking me. He got good release moves. Open yeah. a bunch. Yeah. They were just working the other side of the field. Facts. So... He, See, that's I, honest. I would, that's honest. Most no, people keep do it that. real. Yeah, I'm going to keep it real about Your that. Receivers so. do the same thing. We lie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We say men lie, women lie, numbers don't. But, like, you're right, though. Sometimes the numbers can't lie. They can be deceiving. A, a real one going to keep it a buck and be like, nah, bro. Like, I'm not, like me, I could have had two catches for 100 yards, but I could have got my ass jammed up for three quarters. Like, yeah. And the, and the DB was better than me that I'm day. T- exactly. And, uh, and that's how I look at the game with Julio as well. I think he caught three of the six passes that we were matched up together. Yeah. Uh, so 50%, but there was times where he was probably open. Yeah. But there was also times where I got my hands on him. I jammed him up at the line. I yeah. made Matt Ryan go to a second option or hold the ball and force that. a sack. So uh, I, th- I thought it was a good battle for sure, and I, I respect this game. And I, like I said, I hope I get to play him again in the future when we both like healthy on healthy, full go on full go. What about a wide receiver from the past? A wide receiver from the past, I, would, I of course, Randy Moss. Randy hey, Moss. You sure you want that smoke? Man, listen, yeah. Hey, I put up my first thousand yards next to Randy. Randy. I used to see it every Randy. game. Exactly. That's why I, I, that's bro, why I would want it. I'm going to tell you the craziest thing i ever seen, bro, because I'm in the slot and Randy on the outside, and I used to always look at him at the line of scrimmage because he stood so tall. He wasn't like everybody. He knew he was so fast that he's like, I don't even need to get in the lower stance. And the DBs, the hands be shaking. And their toes would lift oh, up off the sure. ground because they's like they want to get out of there. Get out of there. They want to get out. I've never seen anything like it. Growing up watching Randy Moss, oh my! I'm like, yeah, he that dude. He that. Dude. Like me growing up, that's who I was watching. I I didn't really get to watch you know Jerry Rice, of course. I got to watch Randy Moss though. Randy and was that dude. To to me, that's like yeah, he the goat. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's somebody else. Like man, I tell you what, your I best. Would love to, I would love to play him. Your best strength would be to get get hands on it at the yeah, line of scrimmage yeah. because his chest was open. But if you miss, fam, <laughs> I'm telling you. But yeah, I, I would say I would say Randy Moss. That's what's up. Yeah, I would have to say Randy Moss for sure. Okay, um, Devontae Freeman. He got locked up with Aaron oh, Donald. Where was you at on dog. the field when that happened? Oh man, where was you at on the field when that happened? Was you on the field? I was on the field, man. Uh, I was, even, was I tripping or did his feet leave the ground? His, I saw the video, man. His, his feet left the ground, but that's my that's my dude. Like Devontae, my dude, man. He uh You know what I told people? I said Devontae played it the right way. He he, he didn't he didn't back down. Like Oh yeah, he, you got you gotta you gotta you gotta yeah, man up. Yeah, if you if if, if you if you And it can only it. go so far on a football exactly, field. Exactly, so. yeah. Football field ain't it ain't never a fight. Right. Come on, we got pads on, right? A punch ain't gonna hurt. Uh, right. it ain't much gonna hurt you on right. a football field, but Oh, Why is Aaron Donald so strong, bro? Oh, like, my goodness. That's a grown man with and pads I to- on. I told that man today, man, even without pads on, as soon as we get in the weight room today, he pop his shirt off. I say, dog, <laughs> I say, dog, everybody in here know you swole. Everybody know you got it, dog. Put the shirt on, man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, he a, he a monster for real, though. But, man, yeah, I was on the field. I ran over there. And when I noticed it was it was, uh, it was Vontae and AD, I'm like, I ain't trying to get in the middle of nothing AD got going on. He going to handle his own. But at the same time, I'm looking like, no, that is Vontae. Because that's my dude. I'm yeah. like, but that's, that's my people. brother, no brother. Yeah. Um, that's like, what's man. Okay, so you headed to London. Uh, You've been there before. Anything special you do when you touch down across the water? Uh, No, nah, man. I try to get adjusted as quick as I can. Uh. Try to. I, I heard the easiest way to get adjusted is to eat on their eating schedule. Yeah, that'll get you adjusted and then sleep on their sleeping schedule, of course. 
but eating is the most important thing, I guess. So uh, try to get some good food. The amount of times I've been over there, and I was even over there this this summer a little bit doing some stuff. Um, I found some good restaurants to go that's to over up. there. So I'm a, that's definitely what I'm going to do. I don't know exactly what time we touch down. I don't know exactly our schedule. I know yeah. we're going to have some stuff to do, but got to hit them restaurants that I like. Uh, and they got good shopping as well. So got to got to go to a couple spots. I never pack much when we're going to London because I know I'm going to shop a little okay. bit. Okay. That's a humble brag right there. Yeah, humble brag yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah. Some, some. Uh, last thing, bro. Um, the, the football world went crazy when you got traded, but there's a city, there's a state, they get the man, the myth, the legend, some would say one of only few shut down corners still left in the game, Jalen Ramsey. What do you got to say to Los Angeles on what they're getting? Oh, just, just like you said, man, Los Angeles uh, about to get, you know, the best corner in the game for years and years and years to come. I'm a, that's not just a statement. That's something I plan to go out there and prove week in and week out. Uh, get to my best as, as quickly as I can to go out there and show them the impact that I can make um, for this team. Uh, not only that, but then off the field, the impact I can make in the community, the impact I can make on the city. Um, and at the same time, I'm going to be myself. I'm going to be authentic all the time. Um, I'm going to have fun. I'm going to, you know, they're going to they gonna see the personality. They're going to see the character. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to embrace the city, and I, I feel like the city embraced me as well. 100, doesn't get much better than that. It's a wrap, fellas, that's a wrap. Appreciate you, Jalen. Always keeping it real with us. But back to the rest of the league. Both of our other guys, they're on new teams this season, so they know what a change of scenery could be like. Here's Le'Veon Bell. Jalen Ramsey, I mean, he gonna obviously help the Rams out. You know, I mean, he's a one of the best corners, if not the best corner in the NFL. So he had, you know, hit that. they had that little whatever was going on in, um, Jacksonville, and he was talking about like maybe somebody upstairs that that wasn't getting along, or whatever, you know. So I'm happy that he got to a spot to where you know now he's happy and he can go out there and play football and have fun. That's the best thing about this sport is you want to go out there and have fun when you're playing football. And I'm glad he's able to go do that again. Cole's Bills are enjoying their five and one start. He talks about how Jalen must feel being traded to a winner. You know, the Rams have been pretty good these last few years. So, you know, there's nothing better than being traded and going to a, a team that's been on the winning side of things. So that's that's good for him. They definitely already had some playmakers on their defense. And just to add a guy like that, you know, only makes them even better. So uh, that's kind of a crazy transaction. And I'm sure he's pretty happy about the situation he's in and where he ended up. This week, sports media had a field day when Sam Darnold said on mic during the broadcast that he was seeing ghosts against the Patriots D. And Lev, he came to the defense of his QB. Obviously, the whole soundbite thing, I think they did sound wrong in that aspect simply because maybe they don't, they don't fully understand what he meant. It's not a term that's used frequently, but it's like, I don't want to say sarcasm in it, but it's something he's saying so the coaches can understand what the hell he's get, getting at. Like, all right, man, like, they everywhere. You know what I'm saying? I can definitely see why he used it and, and why quarterbacks were used it in general. I don't think it was right the, the, the way it was released, and, you know, people kind of took it and ran with it, trying to make little jokes about it and things like that, not even understanding what he meant by it. So... Um, it was wrong, and I, I expressed my feelings about it just because of the fact that I thought it was wrong. And, you know, they can make anybody look that way if they, you know, all, all the things that said on the on the field or on the sideline or, you know, to another player, trash talk, this, that, and the other. It's like certain things you got to, like, you know, get cleared, I feel like, and that's not even fair to people. When you're in, like, in the emotion of the game, 
anything can kind of come out. You know what I'm saying? Especially like with me, with me, like when I'm playing football, it's kind of like anything can kind of come out. Um, Cause you're not really thinking like, even if they tell you that you're mic'd up when you're playing football, you forget, you don't really think about being mic'd up. So you're kind of just being yourself. And then maybe after you say something, you'd be thinking like, Oh dang, I am mic'd up. I forgot. I, I forgot I was mic'd up. So it is what it is, I guess. You know, it was out. Everything's out now, so it really don't even matter. That's my take on it. I don't think it was fair. I don't think it was right. The Bills won in Miami, and Cole finally got in the end zone. Here's how he remembers it. Something I saw earlier in the game, we're in the red zone on a two-point conversion. Um, I saw how the defense was playing, and I, I went to uh, day ball, and it was a play that we knew we had going in the game. And I told him, I was like, next time we get down there, we got it if you need it. So then we got down there, and he gave me the opportunity, and they played exactly the same way they did the time before. So, you know, it just worked out. I was just glad to finally get in there. It's been a long time since I've reached the end zone, so I was happy to get my feet back in there a little bit. As the media continues to assume the Dolphins are tanking, Cole addressed the idea of losing on purpose from a player's perspective. I don't think players ever tank. I mean, as a player, your job's still on the line every snap. You know, NFL teams are trying to do their best to find younger and cheaper guys to replace everybody. So I don't believe in tanking. I don't believe players would want to do that. They wouldn't want to jeopardize their, their future in the NFL. So uh, I, don't, I don't really think any guy's going to do that. Now, across the division, Lev and his Jets, they had their hands completely full with the Patriots. They well coached, you know. Um, we they didn't do nothing that we didn't know they were going to do. Um, they ran cover zero, on, you know, second, third, and long um, to get the ball to guys' hands. They tackled the catch and then you know go off the field, you know. So if we did a better job of taking care of the ball, it'd have been a way better game because we we have we have the players and we have the talents to compete with those guys. Period. I don't care what the score say. Literally four or five plays that changed that game. I mean, we got to do a better job of protecting Sam. Period. You know, I feel like the offensive line did a good job of creating some holes for me this game. So I can even be better. You know, the O-line obviously can be better. You know, the defense can be better. Everybody can be better. We had a good practice today. Um, and I wanted to just follow up with another practice tomorrow. So we'll see where it goes. This season has been dubbed Year of the Backup. With Pat Mahomes likely to miss a few weeks, Chiefs backup quarterback Matt Moore will start against the Packers and be the next guy to try to show what he can do. Can Moore fill in like Teddy Bridgewater in New Orleans or Kyle Allen in Carolina? Listen, here's the thing. Some of these backup quarterbacks, they come in and they're playing with, let's just call it what it is, backup skill players, even backup offensive linemen. But I think Matt Moore, he's in a good position. When you got a guy like Tyreek Hill, the fastest in the game, Travis Kelsey and LaShawn McCoy still learning the playbook. Matt Moore, he's in the perfect position to go out there and shine. Our guys know the dynamic of being a backup before winning a starting job. Here's Le'Veon Bell. When you're playing football, you never really know when your number's gonna be called. So guys like Teddy Bridgewater, you can just tell he stayed prepared. And you know what I'm saying? Teddy Bridgewater was a starter with the Vikings and you know, he had his knee injury or whatever, and then he had to go through a process getting healthy. Then he got traded and went shipped to a different couple teams, whatever. And then he went behind and sat behind Drew Brees. And I felt like he sat behind Drew Brees. He was learning from Drew Brees, picking Drew Brees' mind, getting all the right information from Drew Brees, whatever. But you don't never know. Like, Drew Brees retire or something, you know, or Drew Brees does go down, he's going to be ready. And the fact that it does happen, Drew Brees went down, and Teddy Bridgewater literally came in and doesn't look like the Saints missed a beat. That's what you love about football because it's like some guys come in, they're not prepared, and then the team just, you really come in looking like a backup, then the team just losing every game, and that didn't happen. It's, it's amazing to see it, you know. So now it's like, you know, when Drew Brees is healthy, like do they just throw him back in there or, you know, or they let Teddy rock out if he's undefeated? You never really know. 
Cole knows a thing or two about playing for a spot. I mean, the worst position to be in is when you think you've got it because, I mean, there's always a guy who's hungry out there and who's working to be in your spot, and the scouts know that, and so they're always looking for, for a younger and less expensive option to replace you. I mean, that's, that's what those guys are for, to save the team as much money as they can by finding young guys who are really good players. So there's really no, no moment in the NFL where you can just say, I got it, you know, because that's when another guy will come up and, and you know, take, it, take your spot to the next level, and then you won't get another one. You know, as an NFL player, you, it's a physical game, and you know at any moment the guy in front of you could go down, so you have to be ready. You have to prepare like you're playing each week, even even if you aren't. Really, in, in this business, if you get that opportunity as a backup and you don't really come through, that might be your last opportunity, and guys know that. There's a lot of pressure on your on your shoulders when that situation comes, but, you know, really you just got to gotta seize that moment and take full advantage of it because you may not get another one. Matthew Stafford became the fastest quarterback to throw for 40,000 yards. Congratulations to my dude, Matthew Stafford. I remember when I first got to the Lions, a young baby-faced quarterback was trying to throw the ball as hard as he can. I'm talking to the point where at practice, I had to walk up to him, whisper in his ear, hey bro, you don't need to throw it that hard every single play. He said, that's the only way I know how to do it. We kind of laughed about it, but over time, he understood there was a difference between lasering a ball in between traffic and throwing with a little bit of touch and finesse. And for everybody that continues to underrate Matt Stafford, just look at the numbers. You know, I remember somebody made a comment that Matt Stafford was the Carmelo Anthony of quarterbacks. And I was confused by that. They were saying because he made so much money or is making so much money and he doesn't have a ring that puts him in the Carmelo category. Like, Melo, for a long time was known as one of the most lethal scorers in the league. So you're telling me that it's a bad thing that a dude puts money in the bank while scoring points and being respected by his peers? Man, to keep it real, shit, I wish I was in the Carmelo category. I'd have a lot more money and a lot more appreciation from my peers. But Matt Stafford has been that dude, been balling out year in and year out. And on top of that, something that hasn't been said that needs to be said more often, that dude is tough as shit, man. I seen that dude go out there and play with his shoulder damn near hanging off, bumps and bruises, bleeding, looking at his teammates saying, I got you, I'm gonna finish this game regardless. Man, I know dudes that sit out a couple weeks for a hangnail. So when it comes to Matt Stafford, congrats on the big numbers. More importantly, man, congrats on being a stand-up dude. Never wanted to shine, never complained, never shifted the blame when things weren't going well. If that's the way you play the quarterback position. Like I said, some fans may underrate Stafford because he doesn't have a ring yet. That sounds familiar to Cole. He shares some thoughts on another QB he knows who didn't win the big game, Tony Romo. You know, he was definitely one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen as far as talent and, you know, how smart he was. And when I actually got to the Cowboys and, and playing with him, I was amazed at, at, you know, how quick he got the ball to me and, and how easy his balls were to catch. You know, that, that's kind of an underrated thing. Everybody always looks for the guys who can fire the ball in there and throw the deep ball downfield. But my favorite guys, probably because of the position I play, but they know how to put touch on it in certain situations and make the ball the most catchable ball that they can for their receiver. You know, the great quarterbacks are the ones that make it easier on their receivers, not harder. So he was one of the best at knowing when to zip it in there and when to take some off of it. And it was, it was a lot of fun playing with him. He's, he's one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen. 
Lamar Jackson says he changed his cleats twice this week because he was getting caught by linebackers. And that cannot happen if you got his type of speed. Now, who else do you guys think has insane speed in the league right now? I asked the fellas to pick a four by one relay team from across the NFL. Man, I don't know. I know Tyreek Hill would be one of them. <laughs> uh, I, I would say Tyreek Hill would probably be my anchor. Everybody's fast up here, man. This is hard. I'd put Aldrick Robinson on there. He was my boy from SMU. He's a burner. I'd put him at two. Um, and running the curve, I would have Marquise Goodwin running first or third for the last one. Maybe Deshaun Jackson. Here's Le'Veon on that. I know Tyreek's in there for sure. Tyreek's my anchor. Man, I low-key want to say Cordell Patterson. Oh, uh, I want to put um, 24 from the Cowboys in there. The one that caught Saquon. That, hey, he was rolling. <laughs> I don't know how he was running that fast. I don't know how, hell, she ain't falling off his bone. God, it's just so many fast people. So it's like, I low-key want to say Matt Breda, too. You know what I'm saying? I don't want nobody to feel like I left him out. You know what I'm saying? Because it's definitely like a lot of honorable mentions. But, yeah, let's do Matt Breda. Because I, I, Matt Breda was flying. Like, when he broke this run up this sideline, bro, he was rolling so fast. <laughs> it looked like it was effortless. That's how you know when somebody fast. It just looks effortless. Here's Jalen's thoughts on that. You got to build a four by one team, players in the league. Mm. Who you going with? Do I got to be on it? Nah, be yeah, you ain't got to be on it. You can coach them up. All yeah, right, I'm, yeah. I'm going to be the coach. I ain't going to lie to you. Uh, Tyreek Hill, you got to okay. be on there. Um, Brandon Cooks, got to be on Cooks there. Brandon Cooks still got the juice. What? The boy, moving. Uh, <laughs> a healthy John Ross. Right? A healthy John Ross got to be on there, huh? The DBs get they they they're starting to get bigger. Oh, I'm tripping, man. Marquise Goodwin number one on the list. I'm you're right, tripping. Right. I'm tripping too. Yeah, what are we doing? I'm tripping. Marquise Goodwin number one on the list. Yeah. Then Tyree Hill. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and then yeah. and then yeah, I'm gonna put my new teammate Brandon Cooks in there. Show love. Okay. That last spot might be a toss up. Yeah. with a few guys. But. Okay. And um, with my actually with Marquise on there, I said I wasn't gonna put myself in there. I'm gonna put myself in there now. <laughs> you, you you put me in there with Marquise. Tariq, yeah, you gonna Brandon hit that? You hitting that curve? You hitting that curve? Yeah. With the long legs? It's almost the end of the show, so that means it's time for quick outs. One of the league's scariest players, Aaron Donald, got into a running back, Devontae Freeman. Lev had this to say about that showdown. As a running back, I don't even know how you get in a scuffle with Aaron Donald. I understand you're trying to defend yourself, but at the end of the day. You do gotta understand that's Aaron Donald, and that dude crazy strong. I'm just sitting here thinking like, well, I'm, I'm ne you never see me trying to do that with Aaron Donald. Like, like it gotta be, it gotta be something. He gotta be disrespecting me or something. Yeah, I ain't trying to mess with that. <laughs> Tom Brady made a cameo on Paul Rudd's Netflix show Living with Yourself. That got me thinking about whether our guys would ever attempt to pursue acting as a career. Here's Cole. It'd be fun to just try it, maybe. Um, I, I'd probably forget all the lines a thousand times, but um, I'd be willing to give it a shot. I'd jump on any opportunity, really, if they gave me an opportunity to get on a TV show. I think it would be fun just for an adventure just to see what it's like. Here's Le'Veon Bill. I mean, I, I feel like I kind of already started because I make music videos. Um, my, you know, one of my music videos, I kind of made like a, like a kind of like a Call of Duty, like Call of Duty, like, you know, shooting scene, you know what I'm saying? And, um, that's something I'm interested in, you know what I'm saying? I'm interested in action films and things like that. I, I, love, I love doing stuff like that. That's something I want to get into, so, um, yeah, of course. I hope you enjoyed this episode of 17 Weeks. The show is brought to you by Uninterrupted and SiriusXM. You can listen to it on demand on SiriusXM and for free on the Pandora app. 
The show is also available on Apple Podcasts and other podcast platforms. Wherever you listen to it, though, be sure to subscribe. Make sure you get notified when every episode drops on Thursdays. And if you like what you heard, which I know that you do, share the show and spread the love. I'm your host, Nate Burleson, a.k.a. Nate B. Shout out to my co-hosts, Jalen Ramsey, Le'Veon Bell, and Cole Beasley. This show is produced by Gabe Goodman, Ben Redmond, Mike Midas, Matt Ford, Garrett Richardson, Paul Miller, and Josh Rodriguez. Sound design and music by Steve Porter. Our executive producer is TD St. Matthew Daniel for Uninterrupted. And a special shout out to Luis Manana and also my guy Arthur Thompson that helped us out with the audio here in ATL. Till next week, this is 17 Weeks. We out. We out.